again, ladies and gentlemen. It's Ghost Nobody here, ready to bring you Chapter 27 of Radiance, my Fallout fan fiction. As always, I do hope you've been enjoying this little stroll along through the Fallout universe that we've been taking together. The matching of humans and non-humans together as they come together in a strange kind of love that transcends species, looks, anything. Kind of that thing that we all really secretly hope for, just to find someone who would accept us for who we are and to accept them for who they are and form a bond that transcends shallow things. Well, let's continue to walk with Seven and his little gang and see how this turns out for them, shall we? Let's take a walk. Oh, and the usual legal disclaimer before we get started. I don't own Fallout, bugs, glitches, or any of that sort of fun. I'll leave that all to Bethesda. I'll just keep the crazy tales. Let's get on with the show. Chapter 27. Topping from the Bottom Gregory's heart was utterly pounding the entire time he was cooking dinner. He was trying his hardest to focus while he was cooking, but it was seriously hard to do when Ven was looking like an utter snack and was doing his utter hardest to distract him by doing things like rolling over onto his belly and waving his long luscious tail back and forth in front of him or playing imaginary bongo drums on his scaly rear end. It became increasingly difficult not to burn the steaks that he was cooking. He had been thinking about making a stew, but if his boy was treating him tonight, then he was treating his boy to a steak dinner. Once he'd finished cooking, however, he was pleasantly pleased by how the steaks came out, and by the way he wolfed them down, it appeared that Ven was equally impressed. Though to be fair, unlike Gregory himself, Ven could use his claws to cut and skew with a large chunk of surgically prepared meat while Gregory had to use kind of crude utensils. Once they were done, he was sat in the golden flickering firelight, Ven decided he was going to go into full-on seduction mode, and holy shit could he be seriously alluring when he wanted to be. The big claw boy got on his hands and knees and began to crawl towards Gregory, making his heart beat faster and faster with every foot he got closer, until his huge clawed boy was directly in front of him. Ven slowly reached out and gripped the front of Gregory's suit and pulled him forwards, leaning his head down to him as he did. Ven's lips were incredibly soft and warm as he pressed them to Gregory's and the kiss were deep and powerful, passionate and possessive, all in one. His lips were pushed apart and the huge claw's tongue forced its way into his mouth and seized his own in a tight, possessive coil. Gregory's breath caught in his chest as he tasted the sweetness of the meat and spices he'd used to flavour it, mingling with Ven's thick saliva that was now coating his tongue and the entire inside of his mouth. He reached up and wrapped his arms around the big claw's neck and brought his hands up behind his head, stroking him over the oh-so-pretty scales before tickling his fingers over the delightfully sensitive horns, relishing as he felt his big claw shiver under his tenderest touch. I want my beautiful human to love me, Gregory. Please, I need it badly, Ven panted softly in a surprisingly vulnerable-sounding voice as they parted. But what really hit Gregory was the pure want in his voice. Oh, how it made his soul sing. The simple thought of being so utterly loved and wanted by another being was an absolutely wonderful one. But to be wanted and craved by a being that was not of your own kind was a truly special feeling. The thought that, like you, that being had a special mind that let them look past the simple barrier of species 
and to embrace the exotic beauty of someone so utterly different from themselves and to revel in it was truly wondrous. But then to earn the love of such a being as them was a nectar even sweeter still. That's exactly how Gregory felt right at that moment when he lifted his eyes to meet those of his beautiful needy claw boy. He felt special and it was a feeling that he'd utterly lacked in his entire life. And now, thanks to this beautiful male, he was drowning in the beauty of it. Then you shall have all I can give you, my beautiful boy, he growled softly, trying to sound both sultry and powerful, to hopefully really get his big claw boy going. And by the way, Ven raised himself up and gripped him tightly, pulling him against his beautiful solid body, he'd achieved it. Normally this would be the point that Gregory would give himself to his beautiful claw, and entering into that beautiful sweet surrender as he revelled in his beautiful boy's passions. But tonight it would be he who was the one who was bathing in his beautiful claw in his passions while his beautiful claw surrendered to him. Gregory guided Ven's big head down and exposed his neck, which promptly began showering in kisses, making his big claw growl softly and by the sound of a hitching in his chest. I'm going to make you feel so good, my beautiful boy. I'm going to love you the way you deserve to be tonight. He growled softly, making Ven shiver again. Slowly, Gregory guided his big claw over to the bedroll and the pile of rugs that Ven had set up for them both in the back of the teepee. He guided his big claw down onto the large, comfortable pile, where his big claw knelt readily down on his front, lifting his rear into the air and waving it about trying to tease him, but noticeably keeping his tail down and hiding his beautiful treasures from him and while he was teasing him. Gregory simply couldn't resist, but Ven wasn't the only one who knew how to tease, and rather than making a beeline right for his offered rear end, he moved further up his beautiful body and began showering the back of his head and his beautiful horns with soft, gentle kisses, making Ven's back arch and that got his tail going up. Slowly trailing kisses down the cleft of his long spine, leading his lips with his long fingers tickling the strong armoured scales and discovering his boy's little sweet spots where he loved to be touched and even more so kissed because what felt good with his hands upon it always felt let better with lips upon it. Ven gasped and squirmed delightfully under Gregory's attentions which made his heart soar with joy because he utterly ached to make him feel so good and happy. Slowly he trailed kisses right down his spine until he reached his beautiful masculine hips, which he utterly begged for Gregory's hands to slide over them, which he did so rather hungrily. It didn't take his hands long to slide down from his hips, but rather than going directly onto his glorious orbs of claw masculinity, which Gregory just instinctively knew by the way Ven was waving it at him he was so desperate for him to touch but so instead he slid his hands round onto his rock solid thighs and began stroking in spirals around these glorious trunks of masculine flesh the soft gasps and surprising squeaks of pleasure coming from his beautiful man were making Gregory's heart sing he moved his head in between Ven's thighs and painfully slowly trailed kisses upwards, placing two very slow and deep sucking kisses on his protective flap, 
making Ven growl loudly. Gregory had already decided he was seriously going to tease his beautiful claw to death, but when it came down to it, he was going to give him everything, his beautiful big claw heart, because it was utterly craving. But he was going to make him seriously crave it before his moment, before he finally came and got it. So with some gentle stroking and some more aggressive kissing, Gregory teased out Ven's long, wriggling manhood, which twitched and danced like a purple-pink snake dangling between his legs. Gregory ran his fingers down over it, making it twitch and dance, not to mention making his man gasp, which rapidly turned into a strangled growl when those dexterous fingers were replaced with warm, soft, aggressive lips. Oh, how Gregory loved both the smell and taste of Ven's manhood. The powerful masculine pheromones seemed to hang in a cloud around the beautiful fleshy pillar of masculinity. It seemed to utterly flood his senses. It took all of Gregory's strength to remember his goals, let alone stick to them. But those goals didn't stop him from giving Ven a beautiful taste of what he was going to get in the end. So using his tongue to swirl around the tip, making it dance and try to find his teasing tongue, before with a quick lunge he swallowed it whole. A powerful shot, a pleasure shot right up through both of them. Through Ven from feeling his manhood bunching up and being packed into Gregory's warm, welcoming mouth. And through Gregory from having his big claws, beautiful organ right in his mouth where it belonged. Gregory wasted utterly no time in slowly and sensually sucking on the delightfully tasting organ. The moans that began to escape his beautiful claw were utter music to Gregory's ears. They got even more intense as Gregory's tongue began to swirl around, chasing his super-sensitive tip around his mouth, playing a little game of kiss-chase-slash-tag in his mouth, with each catch delivering a salty little reward in the form of a dewdrop of Ven's precum as his prize. As he felt him getting close to his impending orgasm by his panting and gentle thrusting, Gregory knew it was time to take action. Circling his fingers around the base of Ven's manhood, he squeezed. It was not a powerful enough squeeze to in any way cause his beautiful man any form of pain, and even if he'd thought for a single moment that it would have done, he'd have never even considered doing it. But Gregory knew what he was doing, being a male himself, and he knew what this worked on him when he was having some alone time and wanted it not to end so quickly, as he was enjoying it a little bit longer. Much to his delight, it worked, and cut Ven's orgasm dead just before it got started, making the big claw writhe and squeal like a big girl. What what are you doing? I, I, I was so close, Ven exclaimed in a breathless pant, looking down between his legs at Gregory, who had now extracted his manhood from his mouth and was smiling at him evilly. Now, now, my beautiful man, what's the rush? We've got all night to enjoy ourselves. We don't want to rush things now, do we? Gregory replied softly. But, but, but... Ven started, but Gregory cut him off with a gentle squeeze to his manhood. Do you trust me, my lover Claw? He purred softly. Ven nodded. You know I do, he said quietly. Then trust me now. You don't have to worry, my beautiful man. You'll get your rewards for being my big beautiful boy, and trust me when I say it's going to be worth the wait, he said and Ven nodded his compliance. Good boy, now just relax and enjoy yourself, because I know I'm going to.
Gregory purred at him, making him shiver in more want. Now the fun was really going to begin, as Gregory was going to show this beautiful claw exactly what he'd gotten himself into when he'd fallen in love with him, because tonight Gregory was going to make this the best night of Gren's life. Slowly and sensually, Gregory kissed his way over Ven's hips, making his way onto his long, thick and luscious tail, which was swaying back and forth like a tree in the breeze above him. With slow and precise movements, Gregory kissed his way up it in a spiral fashion. He could hear his big claw murmuring and purring softly under the barrage of sensual kisses. Once he was at the tip, he popped it into his mouth and began sucking on it gently making Ven's tail pulse under his hands. The big claw fought against his muscles and instincts to pull it away. Gregory hugged his tail and began to kiss down it along its underside, which made it stiffen up like a ramrod, especially when he found the super soft scales along the underside of it, and finally moved his head towards his delicious target, which was patiently waiting for his attentions. Ven's tail hole was nestled in a little fleshy triangle directly underneath his tail, where the cleft of his tail and those glorious scaly orbs of masculine joy met. Gregory already knew what he was going to do, to make his big claw boy sing for him, as well as his tight hole will look ready for him. So taking the time to gently place a mixture of kisses and gentle soft bites on both those glorious orbs, Gregory moved towards the centre and with pursed lips planted a tender kiss right on the pulsing hole itself, making Ven short-circuit at the other end of his body. Ven made a kind of strangled, part-growl, part-purr, part-moan noise that was music to his human's ears. He planted a, another succulent kiss before extending his tongue and beginning to tease it all over the pulsing masculine flesh. Johnny made it pulsate even more, like it was desperately trying to kiss him back. Ven growled and moaned loudly, and Gregory's tongue teased him open slightly. But it was just his tongue that intended to be in the claw's body. Gregory had been secretly wetting his forefinger as well, and before the big claw knew what was happening, Gregory had slipped his curious little digit up and inside him. Ven made a deep, throaty moan as Gregory began to tease him open even further. That's when he did something Gregory had never imagined as a big, strong, sexy alpha claw doing. He began to beg. Please, my beautiful human, please. I can't take this teasing any more. I need this now. Please let me have it. Please let me have you. Take me, my beautiful human, please. He panted softly, looking over his shoulder at him, and Gregory noticed something in his eyes that made him stop. He saw a flicker of shame in his big, strong claw's eyes. Ask, and you shall receive, my beautiful claw. I would never deny you, you know that. Gregory purred softly, planting kisses on Ven's rear, and he pulled his finger from his tail hole, which rather seemed too desperate to hold on to it by the way it was stretching and clamping down. But thanks to the work Gregory's tongue had done, it was just too slippery to hold on to it, which was perfect for what was coming next. Gregory moved back and slowly removed his suit, letting Ven see all of him over his shoulder. He was putting on a little show for his beautiful man, making sure that he saw all he was about to receive. And when he finally stepped up to him with his throbbing manhood in his hand, 
His clawboy was utterly panting like a thirsty dog. Gregory's tip was already exposed, and gently he used it to tease Ven just a little bit more by swirling it over his soaking tail hole, making him gasp and push his hips back towards him, before slowly, and while using Ven's long tail to brace himself, he slowly began to push into his big clawboy. It was like nothing Gregory had ever imagined in his life. He could feel Ven's incredibly soft and powerful insides gripping him and pulling him ever deeper. Hell, if he hadn't been already pushing forwards, he's pretty sure that Ven's tail hole would have pulled him off his feet and into him all by itself till he was hilted right up deep inside his pelvis, was pressed right flush against his rear and along the underside of his tail. Ven moaned loudly as he felt his human's balls slap against him gently, which made Gregory moan too, as it sent a flurry of tingles right up through him. Oh, how he'd never dreamed that this could happen, that this big, beautiful claw would give him this exquisite price and give him the pure joy of his surrender. Oh, how he was going to make the best of Ven nights of Ven's life tonight. This was going to be all for his beautiful man, every part of it. Gregory held still for a few moments to let his big claw get used to the sensation of having his rear stretched by his human flesh, before slowly beginning to move painfully slowly back and forth until it was just the tip inside stretching Ven's flesh, before slowly tunnelling its way back into his lover's depth, making Ven growl needily once more. Oh, this feels incredible. I never would have imagined it would feel this good. Oh, I hope it feels like this when I'm inside you. Oh, I hope I make you feel this way, because it's wonderful, Ven moaned loudly, and Gregory's heart soared. He was making his claw boy feel every little bit of what he wanted to make him feel every time he'd done this to him. Now it's his turn to give back that incredible pleasure to his boy, and he was going to make him drown in every little bit of it. They started off slow, but pretty soon passion began to overcome the pair of them, and Ven began to push back into his human, and Gregory, sensing his man's wish to speed up, began to match his pace with much stronger and deeper thrusts, and the tall moans from Ven with every single kiss of his flesh to his close scaly rear end. In fact, under this glorious torment, it was a wonder that either of them lasted more than a few minutes, but with torturous rhythm control, Gregory managed to keep going for a solid quarter of an hour before the sensations finally overcame him. But it wasn't just him they overcame, because just as he rammed his manhood fully to its hilt inside Ven, he began to spray his seed deep into his clawboy's bowels. Ven roared with pleasure, and he had what appeared to be a dry orgasm. Gregory leaned over Ven's broad, powerful back, and still while hilted, and began panting hard. So, so, so was I worth the wait? He stammered as he saw Ven lift his head from the pillows ahead of him. The big claw turned to look at him and a warm smile crossed his handsome face. My love, I pray to whatever gods watch over us that gifted you to me that I make you feel like this every time you let me make love to you. That was the most incredible thing and trust me it's going to be happening a lot more from now on. He panted, with, which made Gregory's heart soar with joy. He slowly pulled himself from Ven's tail hole with a soft, wet, sticky pop, 
of all moving around him to stop him from laying down flat on his belly. With a gentle movement, he made Ven roll over onto his back to lie down, and the big clover looked at him in confusion. Trust me, my love, I told you I was going to make this the best night of your life for giving me that gift, and I meant it. This night is not over yet, because now it's your turn, he said, and that made Ven look even more confused. That was right up until Gregory hopped up onto him and mounted his hips. That's when realisation of what was about to happen to him dawned on him. You, you don't have to, he began, but Gregory shushed him with a kiss to the lips before looking up into his bright, beautiful eyes. I know that, and that's what makes me want to make it for you, because you love me in exactly the same way as I love you. I don't feel ashamed of offering myself to you, Ven, because I know you love me the way I love you. I never want to see you feel ashamed of feeling the same as me. You love me and protect me, and now I'm going to show you what that's truly worth. Because tonight, you get the very best of me in every sense of the word, Gregory said, and with that he seized Ven's manhood before it had a chance to retreat into his body, and instead he plunged it into his own. Ven let out a startled and surprised squeak of pleasure in the cutest voice that Gregory had ever heard him make, he hilted him inside himself. Oh God, how he loved the feeling of being one with this beautiful exotic man. Even now it was so hard to maintain his control as he felt Ven's manhood swirling around inside him, like it was trying to map and taste every part of his insides, all while stretching him open. You, you like that, my man? Gregory purred softly and a little breathlessly as he opened his eyes and felt Ven take gentle, firm and controlling hold of his hips. I'd say you have no idea, but now I think I know you do, he gasped and Gregory grinned broadly. Yeah, I do, and trust me when I say this is how I want it to be between us from now on. You gave me the best bift of my life, but it wasn't what you think it is. It's your love and your trust. You place the same faith in me that I place in you every time I offer myself to you. And that means a whole world to me. You are my whole world, Ven, and you've shown me what love really is. It's a big, handsome, scaly boy with a huge heart made completely of pure gold, and a body made of solid muscle, as well as a soul made of fire, Gregory said. And to his surprise, Ven actually started to cry. Tears began to stream down his big claw boy's face, and Gregory lunged forward and wrapped him in the tightest hug of his life. Shh, now, it's okay, my big handsome boy. There's no need to get upset, he said, his voice changing to one of concern. I'm not upset, my beautiful human. I'm happy. For the first time in my life I can be who I truly am without any kind of shame or worry. Because you accept me, every part of me, and it makes me happier than I've ever known. So thank you so much for coming into my life, Gregory. You've taken my shattered and confused life and made it whole. I love you with my whole self, not just my whole heart. I will walk at your side for the rest of our lives. Every take you step, every step you take, I will echo. I will forever be your shadow, your guardian, and your lover. Ven said, and that brought tears to Gregory's eyes. No one had ever said such beautiful words to him. The player clung together in the heat of their shared emotions. But during it somewhere, pleasure and passion had begun to surface again, 
and slowly Gregory began to move, which made Ven gasp. Just relax, my beautiful love. Tonight I'm going to make love to you. Now just relax and enjoy. This, like me, is all for you, he said, and with that he began to rise and lower his hips. But that's when Ven did something surprising. He reached out and encased Gregory's bobbing manhood in his large hand. And when he looked at him in confusion, Ven simply smiled up at him. Now it's equal, because every thrust you give makes it give it to both of us. He said, and Gregory couldn't help but smile as he raised his hands above his head and shouldered off his whole body for his man. This beautiful and wondrous man had always been his destiny, and silently he thanked fate and whatever God hand-gifted him to him for this pure prize of masculine claw beauty. And now that was his, and would always be so, he would make sure of it. Given how sensitive the pair were feeling from the last bout, the pair of them didn't last very long the second time. But as it turned out, it was perfect symmetry in their timing once more, because just as Ven began to erupt inside Gregory, sending jet after jet of pure hot pleasure into Gregory's body in the form of his seed, Gregory himself erupted into Ven's stroking hand, coating his long fingers and claws with his coating of his omissions. Then he treated him to the most supremely erotic sight, of Ven using his long tongue to lick his hand clean, all while fixing him with a deep and sensual smile. It was Ven that had no intention of either pulling out of his man or letting him go tonight, because after he was done he pulled Gregory down into a deep, powerful hug, letting him lay upon his chest and listened to that big golden heart of his thumping deeply in his chest as sleep came to claim them both. Wisp sighed so heavily to herself. Why did this sentry-bot body have to be cursed with such powerful oral senses? She really could have done without hearing all that. Not only had her senses picked up what was happening between Runs and Riss, but she'd heard in perfect detail what had happened between Gregory and Ven as well. Though at least Visa and Seven had been quiet tonight. Well, she doubted that would last long, considering how hard of a time the pair had keeping their hands and claws off one another. Pangs of both happiness for the pairs and bitter jealousy swirled together in her soul, like oil and water trying to their hardest to mix themselves together into a poisonous mixture. But Wisp did her best to push it out. These were her friends, her comrades, and their happiness was her happiness as well. She didn't want to feel angry towards any of them for being lucky enough to find love, especially in the places that they had found it, because it meant there was a kind of hope for her as well. She rolled out of her teepee and into the centre of the village. The only people about now were the night guards who were patrolling the walls, but other than the hushed conversations and odd soft moans of pleasure from various teepees where the occupants were sharing their hard-won love that night, the night was still and empty. Wisp found herself looking up at the clear night sky and looking at the seemingly endless depths of the Milky Way as it spiralled around, taking them all along for the infinite ride through the cosmos. She sighed heavily again as she watched the beautiful stars twinkling away in the deep dark void of space. I know how you all feel. All these beings all around you, and you just keep reaching out in the hope that one will come to you, she said softly as she watched a single star sat on its own, 
twinkling away in its, uh, to itself with no answer in sight. Lowering her head from the stars, she found herself looking at her hands that were ringed by laser rifles that made up her gatling guns. I am an instrument of death that wants love. God, how fucked up is that? She said to herself, looking, taking a moment to remember her body shape wasn't her fault. It was the only one that was available at the time. She began to wonder if there was someone out there for her. But then again, even if there was, how would she be able to deal with them looking like this? It would take a very special kind of person to not only love a sentry bot, but a cloud girl. And to be honest, she wasn't exactly sure that sort of person could love a sentry bot would be the sort of person who could love her anyway. So if she was stuck with a kind of awful catch-22 situation here. But then what kind of luck would she have if she was a non-corporeal form either? In that form, she couldn't touch anything. She couldn't interact with anything, save for invading a person's body or mind and riding shotgun along with them. No, what she needed was a body of her own, one that had all intensive purposes, human. Hell, she'd take one that looked like a deathclaw right now, because if Seven and Gregory were anything to go by, there were humans out there who could easily love a claw without any kind of judgement, though how that would work out for an artificial claw she didn't quite know. Wisp just found herself hoping that the same luck that seemed to follow their strange little group around would somehow pay off for her. She was now utterly convinced that somehow it was to do with Seven. She didn't know what it was, or how there was something that just seemed to be about the beautiful human boy that seemed to draw people to him. And once you fell into his orbit, it was like his mere presence gave you a kind of strange confidence. It was just so open and honest with all, everyone around him, and it was sort of infectious. He was this incredible contrast of incredibly powerful and just wonderfully vulnerable that it seemed to overwhelm your guard, just like it had with Visa. In fact, it wasn't just her, it was all of them. He had given both Ven and Gregory the confidence to be themselves just by giving them subtle nudges in the right direction at the right time, not to mention supporting them when they needed it, just like he'd done for Riss. Hell, going as far as to promise Riss he would actually help her to find a human man, and lo and behold, the very next human, the man they'd turned up, happened to be an open-minded native who had a thing for night stalkers, and boom, one night, husband and wife. That time he really hadn't had to do anything either. just been a simple thing of being himself, and in no way hiding his love and utter adoration of Visa. So in essence, he just simply led them by example. In fact, the more she thought about it, the more she convinced herself that it was indeed him. He was the glue that bound them all together, and joined them all like this. They all silently looked to him for leadership, and for the silent confidence not to mention the not-so-silent confidence when he pulled things like out of his sculpted human arse, like he'd done earlier with attacking the white legs. She began to wonder what would have happened to her if she'd chosen to leave him there on that ship while she'd made her escape all alone. Would she have even met Visa and Ven? And if she had, would they have become friends? Would they have simply tried to kill her? The answer to those questions were painfully obvious to her. And try as she might, she just knew in her heart the answer to the first was most likely yes, and the answer to the second would have been most likely try and kill her. 
if it had been if it hadn't been for Seven's display of raw power that had convinced the pair they were worth the time getting to know. They had given him a snowball and just the right nudge that it rolled down to where it was today. Without him, they decided none of this would have happened. But that's when something odd happened. Wisp started to cheer up. She realised that from this off form, form of magnetism for the weird and wonderful Seven seemed to have orbiting around him, though all she had to do was embrace the patience, and she felt so sure something or someone would eventually find them. All she had to do was keep an open mind and brace herself to jump at the chance when it presented itself. For all she knew, the boy that might steal her heart might be a walking, talking rad spider or something. But hell, if he had eight hands and a pretty face, not to mention well-groomed fur, she'd take him right now. Anything beat Walton during his lonely life alone, that was for sure. Strangely enough, Wisp found herself wondering what a handsome spider boy could do with eight curious hands. And the odd thought sent a shiver through her, and that's when reality hit her with a hard slap. All this time spent around humans, loving non-humans, and vice versa, was starting to have an odd effect on her. It was like her mind was starting to open to weird and wonderful prospects. She began to realise that her love could literally come from anywhere and wear any kind of face. And it scared her a little was the fact that she realised she didn't care either. As long as he was honest with his heart and had enough beauty to him for her to actually appreciate him, she actually didn't care if he was human or not. This realisation actually shocked her to her very core. She'd always envisioned herself being swept off her feet by a very human Prince Charming, but now she had realised that her Prince might not very well have ever been human in any way at all. But then what it was going to feel to sweep the fat metal ass of a sentry bot off his metal feet, being non-human would actually be rather advantageous, because he'd need to be pretty strong as a claw or a super mutant to even get her an inch off the ground. She also realised that all of this depended on the Enclave not managing to catch up with them and reacquiring them. Her entire life and love depended on her managing to keep Seven out the clutches of those vile people, because if they got hold of him, then all of this would end, because not only would they take away her only chance of happiness, but they would acquire a supremely powerful weapon that if controlled and turned loose on innocent people, would be utterly devastating. A cold shiver ran through Wisp's soul, as the thought of the devastation a brainwashed Seven could achieve if pointed towards an innocent target, like, say, this verge. They simply wouldn't stand a chance against the pound of power he could bring to bear. He'd be able to utterly level this place with a single thought before they could do a single thing to stop him. No matter what, those vile bastards couldn't be allowed to take him alive because the results would be devastating for anyone who got in his way, especially if combined with the gifts of the others who still remained imprisoned. It would be like an army of the damned unleashed on an utterly helpless world. Wisp rolled back into her teepee and settled herself back inside the quiet tent as her oral senses tuned themselves in to hear the gentle sounds of her beloved companions breathing as each revelled in their love silently. Wisp steeled herself. Never in her life had she been so determined. It was like everything was so very clear for her now. She was put here to be Seven's guardian, to protect him and to shadow him, and to keep him out of the clutches of those who would harm him or use his gifts for evil. 
Maybe this wasn't just about her purpose, but possibly her price as well. By protecting him, she would be silently paying for the use of his gifts, but not the one that destroys, the one that creates. The gift of the man that seemed to create love seemingly out of thin air would be her reward. By keeping him safe, that would be the price she would pay to gain her reward. A very own man who would love her for who she was and what she was. So with a silent vow to herself and to whatever deity was watching over them, whether it be a god, goddess or merely just fate, she silently made her vow to protect him in exchange for someone to complete her own soul. And with that, she powered herself down and retreated into dream. Poor Wisp, she's such a lonely soul, stuck alone in her metal body. Will she ever find love? Who knows? And in fact, the only way to know is to keep tuning in. So, until next time, this is Ghost Nobody signing off and saying, I'll see you next time.